Follow Katie Wolf and 360 online at mix1049.com.au. Joining us live from Parliament House, the opposition leader, Leah Finocchiaro. Good morning, Leah. Good morning, Katie, and to your listeners. Now, Leah, we have just heard from uh, from the Leader of Government Business, Natasha Files, that they are going to be passing that legislation around youth crime on urgency. The devil's going to be in the detail here, isn't it? Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, last sittings we had the Chief Minister saying that if people breached their bail, it would be an immediate revocation of that bail. We've just had the uh, Minister come on now and say if it was a serious breach of bail. So certainly a lot of detail to comb over. We haven't got a copy of the bill yet. They haven't provided us an advanced copy and it sounds like we won't be getting one, despite the fact we gave them an advanced copy uh, of ours last sittings. Importantly, our legislation is still on the table and on Wednesday we intend to to debate our bail reform, which is quite different to what the government uh, is proposing. And so we certainly hope the government will be supporting us tomorrow uh, and uh, and uh, we can look to be supporting them next week whenever it is that they bring their legislation on. I mean, the likelihood here, though, of the government supporting the CLP's legislation is probably quite low, just being devil's advocate. Um, the situation is probably going to turn out that it will be the Labor Party's legislation, whatever that might be at this point in time. I'm just given the fact that they've got those sheer numbers. Um, Leah, what are you going to be looking out for in the legislation when you do get the opportunity to see it? What do you want to make sure is included? Well, I think you're right, Katie. I think the government is too arrogant to support our legislation and uh, they've let Territorians suffer since last sittings when we had our legislation ready to go. That doesn't mean we're not going to keep trying and I urge everyone to contact their local Labor member and ask them to back the bill tomorrow. Uh, But next week, we'll be combing over the detail. We think the Gunner government are talking it up as tougher uh, than what it might actually be. So uh, we'll be combing over that and making sure we hold the government to account and that the legislation is going to put uh, victims, not offenders, first. You know, what we do know is the Gunner government are are good at spin and heavy on rhetoric and uh, the rubber never hits the road. And so we want to make sure that these reforms are going to be supporting less victims. They are going to be targeting repeat offenders and, of course, people who breach their bail. Well, uh, we'll also be trying to keep a close eye on uh, exactly what is included in that legislation. I did just say to uh, to the Leader of Government Business, Natasha Files, there that even last week, you know, we, we saw a situation where you've got paediatricians, clinicians, lawyers and human rights experts joining forces to condemn the Northern Territory Government's plans to introduce what they've said are some of the most punitive youth justice laws in the country and reopen parts of Don Dale that was shut after the Royal Commission. Um, I am wondering whether we got we are going to see a watering down of what the Labor government had initially proposed because, let's face it, they are copping uh, quite a bit of stick from every angle. Yeah, absolutely, and I wouldn't be surprised at all. And the fact that they've funnelled more money into the old Dondale also shows how incompetent they are. I mean, they are building a brand-new youth justice facility as we speak. They promised this from opposition. We're five years down the track of their government and they still haven't built the thing, uh, and it only has 30 beds. And so here we are spending millions more dollars on Dondale whilst we've got a, a 50 to $70 million facility going up uh, out in out near the uh, adult correctional facility. It's a complete mess, this youth justice 
justice space is a total joke and people are, are, are tired and sick of it. Interestingly, Katie, whilst the Gunner government have received a lot of opposition to their reform, uh, as far as I'm aware, we haven't received any uh, concerns about ours. So if that says anything, it tells me the government should be backing ours and, uh, and we'll back theirs next week. Uh, Leah, just let's head across and talk about the budget. Uh, we know that it is going to be handed down at 11 o'clock. Uh, still no real idea at this point in time exactly how it's going to look. The Chief Minister, though, yesterday saying that there would still be some eye-watering numbers. Um, it, look, I think that we've got to make sure that we see some, some change in this space when it comes to the level of spending. They can't just keep going like this. And I worry that if it doesn't, uh, you know, if the debt actually hasn't hit the $8.4 billion, as was predicted, the Gunner government are going to try and spin this and herald it as some sort of amazing feat. Uh, the reality is the levels of debt we have are just not sustainable. Uh, they're crippling the territory. They burden future generations. And, of course, they mean we can't invest in projects. We can't invest in expanding health and uh, our policing situation, our education environment. I mean, these are the things you need money for and the government has just blown it all against the wall because they don't have a strategic plan for the territory. Their uh, lack of measures around budget restraint are astonishing. We're constantly asked about infrastructure overspends that blow out in the millions if not tens of millions. I mean this government really has very little for regard for how it spends Territorians money and it hasn't done anything to grow our, our private sector. They, we still haven't seen any meaningful change to grow our economy and that's the only way we're going to get own source revenue we can't slash and burn the place we've got to open up our economy and this government is just incapable of doing what's needed to ensure we are a fantastic place to invest well leah there is no doubt that uh, plenty of people including myself and including yourself i'm sure are going to be going through that uh, budget with a fine tooth comb and and trying to work it all out um before i let you go leah we do know that uh, that the uh, howard springs the management of the howard springs quarantine facility the international side of things changed as of yesterday Yesterday, uh, the health minister confirming 160 new staff had started out there. She says the Osmat team are still in there at this point in time for that transitioning. Does that go far enough? No, it doesn't. And Territorians are deeply concerned about this handover. No one has been able to justify to Territorians why the international side needs to come across under the control of the police commissioner. I would have thought, and Territorians certainly expect that with the crime that's happening at the moment, we need the police commissioner focusing on crime and our attrition rates um, as opposed to managing international quarantine, which has been done exemplary. So you reckon he can't do both at once? Well, that will remain to be seen, but unfortunately it presents an enormous risk. We've got a terrible crime crisis happening and we've got international quarantine, which presents the single biggest risk of COVID getting out into our community. So they're two enormous jobs. Osmat have done it to the gold standard. They have been exemplary in their handling of that quarantine facility. And I think what the Territory Government isn't saying is how much money they must be being paid by the Federal Government to take that over. And I think, and I'm just guessing, but if there's any budget improvement coming Coming out of today, I think it's going to be because of a, a stack of cash from the federal government for the territory to take over international quarantine. And you know, it's just alarming that the the spin again around this issue with the the numbers of staff being employed, whether or not Osmat are pulling out, what the phasing out is going to be. And the chief minister won't even tell territorians what our maximum capacity of positive COVID cases is that we can handle. So there's a lot of smoke and mirrors happening on something that should not be a political tool. This is an international 
National Quarantine Facility. It has a nationally significant role to play, but it's got to be done perfectly. So, Leah, I'm assuming that at this point in time, you don't think that the federal government should be bringing more flights in from India. You support that, uh, that halting of the flights at this point? Well, not necessarily. I think what we need to know is how many positive cases can the facility handle? And the Chief Minister won't be open and honest with Territorians about that. It's only when we know how many we can have can we start to talk about uh, bringing in more flights. I mean, these are Australians who need to be repatriated. Uh, But again, this misinformation, this smoke and mirrors around what we can handle and what we can't handle is alarming. If we had 52 odd cases a couple of weeks ago and only 35 now, it says to me that there is capacity. Uh, But when you have a chief minister and a health minister not wanting to give people the clear information, that sends alarm bells. It it creates a a feeling of lack of confidence in the system. And what we need is absolute confidence that international quarantine will operate as it has been uh, once the government take it over. Leah, always good to catch up with you. We're going to have to leave it there. Talk to you later in the week. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. That is the opposition leader there, Leah Finocchiaro.